Educators Podcast, a space where you can let go, learn, laugh, and be inspired. Let's first begin with introductions of our inspiring educators. Inspiring educators, introduce yourselves. Hi, everybody. It's Lila, the educator motivator, coming to you from Los Angeles. My Twitter handle being at Miss Lila Nora. That's at M-S-L-A-I-L-A-N-U-R. Every week, we like to start off with what we're grateful for. As teachers, we can get really bogged down with the um, negativity that comes with um, teaching and all the frustrations. So we like to start off with something that we're grateful for. It's always instill the positivity. So this week, I am grateful for the little people. The little people, I mean, all the kids under five years old. Um, I've been hanging out with a three-year-old and it's changing my life. <laughs> she is something else, but you know, through all the trials and tribulations, through the ups and downs, it's just really changing my perspective on kids, even though I'm dealing with older kids. I, it, she just lets me see how much more patient I need to be and how much more understanding I need to be um, and intending to her knees, just like I need to tend to all, you know, the older kids' knees. It's just, it's been an experience, but I'm, I'm loving it. Five and younger group, boy, something else. Mm-hmm. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jay here, uh, Jadrian Grimes. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Jadrian Grimes. That's J A D R I E N G R I M E S. Something I'm grateful for uh, this week is just a great year. Um, 2018 has been um, phenomenal for me, it's brought about a lot of change. Um, an adjustment, but it's it's been good. And just looking forward to even greater opportunities and take advantage of those opportunities uh, for the next year to come. So it's been a great year, so I'm grateful for that. Awesome. Dr. Christopher J. Childs, the academic rock star. I'm a mathematics education consultant. I love what I do. This week, I am grateful for a new year. This is a, one of the first episodes in the new year of 2019 for the show. I'm grateful. I'm excited. I see a lot of things on the horizon that are going to go well in 2019. So I'm just excited for a new year. Yeah, me too. This week, the topic is going to be things students say in the classroom, or we can probably title this the darndest things kids say. If you're a teacher, you've heard a lot of things from students, whether you're at the elementary age, whether you're at the upper grades age, and we're just going to have fun on this episode and just talk about some things we heard what would possibly be some of our responses or also students say stuff to you. You give one response, but in your head, what response would you give if you could? (laughs) 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 This is a family show. We can't say. Still PG, still PG show. (laughs) Now here's something I saw. This was pretty familiar. A lot of elementary teachers can relate to this one. So the teacher says, do you like to do your homework in the morning, after school, or at night? The student said, well, my mom does my homework, so I don't even know how to answer this question. <laughs> As a parent of an elementary age student, some of the homework my daughter brings home, she cannot complete. I, I wonder at times... When they assign these tasks, do they think about who's going to help do it? So there have been times I've truly done more and had to go above and beyond to help my child do their homework. So it happens. 
that's that's normalcy, I guess, in a lot of situations, right? A, a lot. And you can tell also with a lot of students whose parents help, you can look, I've seen where parents write the homework down because you can tell how the the writing looks on the paper compared to when the student writes versus homework. Then also you get a kid who does extremely well on homework and then bomb the test. Mm-hmm. We talk about some of the darnest things. I remember saying this, this came up maybe, it might have to be my first year teaching actually. And something within me told me to write down some of these things that kids were saying. I actually kept a little, um, little composition notebook that said my kids are crazy. And I made a presentation about it. I, I did an Ignite um, in Asilomar in CMC South, and, or CMC North, actually. And doing inverse operations is you have to do, or learn that the two functions are inverses. You have to do F of G and G of F. And so the, the of part looks like a little open circle. So it almost looks like an O. So when you look at it, it reads fog, you know, it looks like fog, and then golf. And so one of my students said, oh, yeah, miss, you got to do fog and golf. Hey, miss, bug off. And so, <laughs> so you can imagine, <laughs> while it, it sounds like what it sounds yeah. like, is she's trying to really let me know that he's learned something. But at the same time, it's, ooh, it was something. All I could do was laugh. That was something that I didn't feel any type of way about. Like, I wasn't upset. Um, I couldn't be upset. Like, I could be upset that you actually understand inverse functions <laughs> at that point. And all I could do was laugh. I'm like, yeah, that that was a good one. That was, <laughs> you're on the road there, buddy. Well, well, you, you two know I'm I'm a football coach. So I have a, a little different spin on it seems I've been coaching now. This is my 10th season. So for some reason, every single year. It doesn't fail where you get, it could be, you know, one of the best athletes on the team. um, And it could be one of the worst athletes on the team to where the kids will just think just because you're older and they're younger, they can take you. They can try you. Right. Um, So, you know, every now and then I have to break out the old coach Jay and show them on the football field when I say try me I'm talking about you know whether it be running routes or catching the football or tackling or or whatever that may be they just think because you know as coaches we are a little older that that automatically makes them better because we can't do it anymore even if I have to get home and soak in thought after them but they'll never know it but I show and prove every single year on the field that Coach Jay is still not to be messed with. So that just always chuckles me to get them. So what they say, you old, man, you can't run no 30-meter uh, no, no dash. <laughs> I have to show them. Like, What's funny, I, used to, I substituted at elementary school one time, and I was substituting for PE. And in the elementary PE, I, I wanted to show the kids that I still had it. I was young, fresh out of college. So every activity they did in PE, I played every activity all day long was basketball, races, jump rope, every activity. And the kids were like, oh my gosh, you're so cool. I hope you're a sub next time. I got home and passed <laughs> out. 
<laughs> of course you did. Like it felt good in the moment, but at the end of the day, I was like, I'm not 21. But as we think about things kids say or read something that I saw a kid say it. Well, I can't wear my new glasses in your class because it's math. The doctor said these are just for reading. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on, so. brother. But these are things Actually, kids like- say. I mean, does he, that's probably how he took it, right? That's what the doctor said. So he or she took the doctor in the literal sense and said, hey, these are your reading glasses. Oh, jeez. No, Lila, you can't see how that, (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of in the middle on this one. I mean. I can see it, I guess, it's because I haven't dealt with, that sounds like a much younger kid. So you have to, I. Like I haven't had that experience with like the younger ones and those darn things they say. As in, like, as in I how old? Were you? old. I don't know. I would think that'd be like fourth grade, probably elementary, elementary school. school. Yeah, elementary yeah. School. I was like, I don't know nothing about that age. <laughs> but we we have to think about what these kids they literally say what's on their mind. Like a lot of kids, especially at the elementary level, come to school and tell you what either their parents said or what they heard their parents say. Mm-hmm. So thinking about, let's say mom and dad are in the room at night and they hear noises, they come to school and tell the teacher, I heard noises in my parents' bedroom. And the kid is being innocent. They don't know, but they come to school and tell that stuff. Or, hey, Mr. J- Mr. Childs, our lights got cut off last night. My mom didn't have yeah. the money. It's an innocent yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. Jeez Louise. So a lot of this just sounds innocent. So you all told me about the, the innocent portion or the one where they're all trying you. <laughs> like you can't testing your abilities. Mm. So I remember student teaching. I guess mine are mine are always near yeah, the more intense because I'm dealing with high school, but I remember a student teaching, and um, I mentioned this teacher, my master, my guidance teacher before, who, you know, taught me how to embody the calm when, you know, students try you. And so I, she had one student, I guess she had a good relationship with this girl, but this, my guiding teacher is white, okay, and her husband is black. And so all the students know this. Um, and I, because she started off with one last name, got married, and now she has a new last name. So, you know, you go through that whole process with kids where they try to learn who you are now because apparently you're not the same person with a different last name. And she's going back and forth with some girl who's, you know, doesn't want to do what she's supposed to do or what have you. And the girl yells out, you think you somebody because your husband black. You know what my master teacher said? She said, oh, you jealous? <laughs> I said, oh, shots fire in my head. I'm thinking, I wouldn't have said that. I don't know what I would have said, but that was intense, ma'am. <laughs> like, oh. I think that when I taught high school was my biggest problem. I was young. I had a very quick tongue. Mm-hmm. And I would say whatever came to mind when it came to mind. For instance, if a student is acting up one of my jokes was always you want me to call your mama you know i know your mama phone number matter of fact i just talked to your mama you make it personal <laughs> but if we think about the darnest thing kids say i tell you another true story so i have a younger cousin at the time he was in elementary school and they were getting ready for the state assessment test he looked at the teacher and said hey i don't need to prepare for this test i'm just going to lay my head down and take a nap and they're preparing for the state assessment 
Mm-hmm. So the teacher called his mom. And because his mom told me a story, she said she cussed him out from A to Z over the phone. <laughs> and after that, the teacher had no more problems out of him. But he literally told the teacher, I don't need to practice this stuff. I'm going to take a nap. What? I'm going to just. That's funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a teacher, what, what, do you, what do you say? I mean, what do you, what's your comeback? So that's a good one. That's a good one. So let's think about it. Lila, we're going to throw it to you. What's the politically correct thing to say when a student says, I don't want to do this. I'm going to take a nap. And this is an important assessment related to your job, your career. What are you supposed to say? And what do you really want to say? Lila, kick it to you. Then Jadrin, give you an opportunity to respond. And then I'm going to respond. Oh, I got to throw it to me first. Uh, <laughs> the politically correct thing to say, um, you know, do a little kneel, quick kneel, have a, a one-off, as y'all say. Um, <laughs> and say, you know, this is a really important assessment. It's not time for naps. If you do need a nap, I guess you can nap after you practice. Um, you know, this is, this is something that's going to give us insight about how much you're growing. Cause I want to see you grow and learn and see how much you, you learned at this point, you know, kind of more of the positive side of it where you're, you're encouraging them based on what you want to see come from them. Um, that would be the conversation you should have. Um, I try to have some of those, but then what you really want to say? <laughs> what do L- I really little Jimmy, this, <laughs> this <laughs> is not nap time, okay? Now, I know y'all can't see Jay right now, but he put his hands inside. He took naps in kindergarten, okay? This test <laughs> is going to make or break you. And I need you locked in right now. Not nap time. You, you, can't, you can't take a nap, man. Not nap. That's that's still correct. That's still that's, that's still not bad. I, I think. Yeah, that's still politically correct. That's still correct. I mean, in in my head, in your head, it, I, yeah. In my head, I'm probably willing. Like, I probably want to say, boy, <laughs> like the the mama boy, boy. If you don't get up and stop embarrassing me in front of these people right and you now, you have to say it like that because it goes back to the point that Chris made earlier. Hey. Do you need me to call your mother? Do you need me to call your father? Like, it's kind of like that tone, you know? Because hopefully you've developed a relationship with this kid, you know, in the classroom by this time, if you're taking this type of test, which means it's probably later in the semester or the year, right? Mm -hmm. Where you kind of have that one-off, whether you kneel or you tap on the desk or, or whatever it is. But what I think you should say is, there we go. Look, you either can wake up, take this test, or prepare for this test, or you can get ready to flip burgers at McDonald's. Truth. Yep. And it's not demeaning McDonald's, but let's be real here. That's what you need to say. Or you could say, I give you one more, Lila. Or the other extreme, you just have to be prepared to uh, be the last day working. You dumb kid. <laughs> I hope you fail this test anyway and drop out. You'll get fired, but yeah, you don't. in your head, that's what you're thinking. I'm just going to say what the teachers yeah. want to say. Like Bernie Mac say, I say what you're scared to say. Yeah, and, and they tell us, I mean, they, they in education, they frown on embarrassing children. Um, and I think that a lot of the comments that we have in our head will put kids like in a, in a feeling of feeling really embarrassed where, you know, you sit back and say, oh, you just want to take a nap? Well, you know what? You should just go ahead and go home then because you don't need to be here no more. Just go ahead. 
you go, it seems like you want to drop out, right? You ready to drop out? Okay, just go ahead, go home. Don't come to school no more. And um, I'll see you at what's what's the local corner? Oh, I'll see you at Carl's Jr. Um, in a couple years, yeah. probably next week. Walmart greeter. And you, you can't say that, but okay. you know it's. <laughs> Wait, time out. You can if you ask anybody from my first or second year teaching on the bulletin board next to the classroom objectives, classroom rules. I had applications for the local fast food eateries. And the thing was, when you acted up in my class, I said, hey, go get one of those applications and get your job. You're not going to do work in here. You're going to play. Go get a job and get paid. I never got in trouble for it. Probably should have gotten, but that was, that was my thing. Even parents knew Mr. Childs has those McDonald's applications ready because that would be your life if you don't act right in this have class. Have making Big Mac. Yeah, see, I don't think it's a matter of are you going to get in trouble for it. It's are you going to get caught? <laughs> and is somebody going to then be able to have enough energy to put into it to get you in trouble? So it's, it, I don't think it's necessarily that you you will. It's you might. It's <laughs> like it's, it's a might in there. And oftentimes we don't want to take that chance with that might because we, we need to pay these True. bills. <laughs> but that's why we're looking at it from the perspective of what do we want to say mm-hmm. when we can't say it when uh, students say different things. So let's look at something else the students say. I'm trying to pull up some different things that I've seen students say. And the kids say the darnest things. One of the things students always say, what about this one, Lila? You can attest to this. You read the directions. This is the assignment for the class. And you always get a one student that says, what is we supposed to do again? Uh, Man. Uh, uh. See, okay, so I've, I've tried to combat this by putting the directions on the board at the same time as I read them, and, it, and it's been helping a little bit, but at that point, when somebody just raised their hand, and it, you know, what you're supposed to say is, oh, let me go ahead and tell you one more time, so if you'll look at the board, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. That would be the correct thing to say. I find myself saying, mm-mm, I ain't doing that. I just said it. You wasn't listening. It's up here on the board. You need to figure that out. Talk to somebody at your table. <laughs> that's often yeah. me because uh, I, I don't, like I can't do it. That's their responsibility. That's he or she's responsibility. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. How about you got those Coke bottle glasses on? <laughs> Unclog your ears and listen to me when I said the first time. See, now you just being mean. <laughs> that's what people want to say. Uh, that's what that's, that's what they want to say. Coke bottle shape. I I guess it depends, especially, I guess it depends on what you know about that student or your relationship with them and how they've been or haven't been in class so far. (laughs) Um, That will make you go to one extreme or the other and just kind of say, you know what, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done, done. But when we think about the things teachers, think about things teachers and students say, one thing students always say, wait, we had homework? I'll fight you. Well, homework. <laughs> I'll you. We talk, we're talking about homework. It's we're not about homework. It's not the fact that you didn't do it. We're talking about homework. Because you're so unaware of our class procedures and what we got going on here that you just don't know that we have homework every day. I'm going through a couple. Do we have to write this down? I can't find my pencil. Can you tie my shoe? You didn't tell us to do that. What page are we on? 
I didn't know that was due today. Can I sharpen my pencil? I forgot my book in my locker. Do I have to put my name on it? Can I get extra credit for this? What's the date? But she did it too. I'm bored. I was only texting my mom. Those are some of the darnest things kids like to say. I See, my top three responses, I don't know what to tell you. That sounds personal. You should ask somebody. <laughs> That's just all. I, it helps keep me very calm where I'm not repeating the same thing over and over again. Because it's not just one kid in the room saying that. That is, that's what ends up being the thing. It ends up being multiple kids saying those things at the same time. And you just go, Mm-mm, I ain't doing that. Y'all need to talk to somebody around you. Go ask somebody because I, I can't repeat it for the seventh time. No, you no, sound no, no. like Miss <laughs> Drew and Miss Kaczynski. Shout out to them. That's <laughs> high school right there. Uh, they straight by the, hey, <laughs> you better figure it out. But I'm going to tell you, that, that helped me. Like it, it helped me stay tuned in and it helped a lot of others because you know I graduated 2001 and some of the same people that was in that class with me oh two because some students treat us like we're Siri like I'm not Siri I'm not the person that's there to answer every single question that you have sometime you have to do some research and put in some effort on your own just like kids ask me all the time when are your office hours office hours been the same since September 10th or whatever day was the second day, second week of school. They've been the exact same, never changed. And they keep asking me, what are your office hours? What are your office hours? I say, Mm-mm. I just ignore them. I don't got time. <laughs> like, you figure it out. So as, as we think about the darnest thing kids says, kids say, I want our listeners to reach out to us. Tell us some of the things you've heard your students say. Use the hashtag inspiring educators at us in the messages. We want to hear some of the darndest things kids have said to you and just your response and how you feel about them. As we lead into the darndest things, or we transition from the darndest things kids say to my favorite part of the show, that inspirational moment. This inspirational moment is designed to encourage you, to give you a little mm, to make it through the week, to make it through the week. This week's inspirational moment is being brought to you by the one and only Jadrian Grind. Take it away, Jadrian. We've talked a lot about, um, you know, things that students actually say in the classroom and a lot of, you know, educators' responses to those things. I'll leave you with this as it relates to that. Um, One thing a business partner of mine told me in college was success doesn't care about excuses. Success doesn't care about excuses. Kids will say the darndest thing, just like you've heard on this show, right? But at the same time, kids, students, parents, teachers alike need to understand that mantra that success doesn't care about any of that stuff. Hey, you forgot your pencil or your calculator doesn't work or uh, the one about the glasses or, or, or whatever it may be. Figure it out. Take responsibility for your actions, students. And, and teachers alike. Success doesn't care about excuses. Know that mantra, learn it, and take it with you wherever you go. In the words of Mr. Grimes, stop making excuses. Do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. This has been the Inspiring Educators Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in and listening to the show. 
as I stated prior, reach out to us, connect with us. Until the next episode, we owe you tea. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could see us. <laughs> Wait till we get this show. This is actual television show. I'm trying to tell you. Bye. <laughs>